Howdy there, everybody. Welcome back. Happy Skews Day to all you skewers out there. It's December 14th, 2021. I'm Trey Crowder, and that back again. You know him, you love him. Filling in for Smart Markets, Corey Ryan Forrester, the Cho himself. What's up, Cho? Hey, Trey. Thanks for having me. I'm thanks so, for coming so, back. I'm so sorry for all the 400 people that just clicked off as soon as they saw <laughs> me on here. No, they're fired up now. Everybody, everybody loves the Cho. You know it's true. I wanted to make sure you knew. Got a little bit of bad news for you. You know you're supposed to be off Fruit Loops right now. Oh no! Well, I mean, I okay. It's because of Kellogg's, right? That's right. Yes, Kellogg's this, are on some serious bullshit at the moment. So, you know, trying to avoid giving them money. Big labor dispute. They're trying to fire all their hard-working employees, bring in scabs, a bunch of other bullshit. You remember so, how? Yeah. You remember when the whole Chick Fil A thing was going down, and like that was really difficult for me. But like you were just like, yeah, whatever. I didn't really eat it anyway, so it was really yeah. easy for you to look like a good person. Yeah. Well. Because of my recent change in health and the fact that I'm not really eating anything bad, that I'm in that situation now where like it's so easy for me to be like, yeah, boycott Kellogg's. But like if this was like six or seven months ago, shoo, buddy, I'd be in a rough shape right now. So kudos to everybody out there that normally would be eating that cereal and I ain't. Well, it's one of them deals where uh, like that you know they fall under an umbrella like with yeah. kellogg's owns a bunch of different stuff yeah but i right. looked at it and i don't remember all of them but it's not too hard to avoid so yeah uh and also i guess we should say just so everybody knows smart mark is of course fine he had another you know job thing his job i'm not a big fan of his job i hate he, his job i know his job it's i bet he anyway. hates it too but uh hey but did he i tell will. you i got recognized the other day because of this show no, but that's neat. Somebody came up to me and they were just like, Mark, you've gotten fatter. Yeah, that was uh... <laughs> still bald, though. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Well, hell, let's do it. Producer Matt's with us. This is Weekly Skews. Um, want to remind you, if you're vaccinated and want to see me and Corey live, you can go to wellredcomedy.com for tickets to our stand-up shows. We'll be back home at Zany's in Nashville this weekend. Saturday shows are sold out, but Thursday and Friday still have some tickets available. So uh, come see us in advance of the holiday. We sure would appreciate it. All right. On the show tonight, if you've ever felt like... Uh, Getting drunk and sending texts to your ex was ill-advised. Wait till you hear what they found on former Trump chief of staff Mark Meadows' cell phone. Also, the very embarrassing relationship this country has with its educators. And a little later, we're going to be joined by Kentucky activist Ariana Velasquez to discuss the state of the Commonwealth in the wake of this weekend's horrible storms. All that and more on tonight's skews. But first, as always, the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. Yes, tonight's DD, uh, most of us, really, for not having the foresight to be born to a legendary <laughs> professional athlete father. That's right, Corey, this is going to be close to home for you as a Georgia Bulldog. You oh, know Herschel Walker's bless. son, Christian, I believe is his name? This is a rough one, man. This is a real rough one for so, me. Did, so Christian, Herschel Walker's son, made a video where he was yelling at a gas pump about Joe Biden or yelling at Joe Biden about a gas. He was bitching about gas and blaming it on Joe Biden, talking about how it's obscene that the prices were so high. In this video, he was wearing a $1,200 sweatshirt. Yeah. So that didn't sit very well with the Internet. And he has now responded to that criticism. Let's see his response, please, Matt. The Democrats don't like me because <laughs> I'm rich. <laughs> I'm sorry 
parents were lazy on the couch all day waiting for handouts. I'm sorry that they built businesses and won championships. And now I can shop at Bendy and Givenchy. <laughs> I just hope one day people realize it's not my fault that we work hard and build things worthwhile. And scene! Well, <laughs> he seems like a nice young kid, well-adjusted, good head on his shoulders, you know. Dude, I swear to God... It's like the other side was like, all right, I'll tell you what, we're going to, we're going to make it real difficult for Corey. We're going to, we're going to get <laughs> a gay black guy say something now, Corey. And also, by the way, he's Herschel Walker's son. Right. I'm like put into such a corner here, but I got to tell you, and I might be getting some heat for this. Now, I don't agree with maybe how dramatic he was in the video and maybe the ultimate point he's trying to make, but like, I do agree that like, Look, it's possible to be rich and still bitch about gas prices. Like, that's totally okay. Him bitching about the gas prices as if any president really ever has had anything to do with gas prices for the most part. That's right. the insane part to me. But, like, one doesn't really have anything to do with the other. And I personally do kind of think maybe that is the Democrats, their version in this one of, like, when, when they go after, like, uh, some sort of spelling error instead of the thing that they actually should be bitching about. So I don't disagree wholehearted with the video, but I do disagree with most everything else that he stands for, I think. Well, just that general entitlement that so many rich people, especially rich yeah. kids, have in this country. You know, sorry, my parents weren't. Like, if your parent isn't a, you know— Hall of Fame college yeah, right. and then later professional running back, then that must mean they were lazy pieces of shit. Yeah, no, no, no. That, did nothing. Yeah, please, you know. please understand that that part, <laughs> fuck him for. I just yeah. meant like the whole notion of like uh, anyone saying that like if you're rich, you can't talk about the price of gas or the price of milk. That's insane. But yes, that part, like that's that's just dripping with bullshit. And then at the end, he says, I'm sorry that we worked so hard. And it's like, did you You all? didn't do shit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, anyway, moving on, our first honorable mention for Daily Dumbass is uh, anybody who ever thought that Dr. Oz wasn't kind of a piece of shit, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Matt, let's watch a little bit of this clip. We don't have to watch the whole thing, but let's just see how it goes here. He's addressing some criticism. The whole of you think I changed because they found out I was a Republican. What happened to him? He's gone over to the dark side. They think I went to the dark side because I love America. I want to serve this great country. We all know um, Dr. Oz, but I, I feel like he took a turn. This is some political aspiration that he has that must be controlled. Mehmet, please come back. Our campaign is gaining momentum. So the liberal media wants to cancel me. The Philadelphia Inquirer stopped calling me doctor, even though I'm a practicing physician who's performed thousands of heart surgeries. They claim they don't use titles, but they call liberal politicians like John Fetterman by his title of lieutenant governor. It's just more media double standards. We won't be canceled. I love right. America. I'm a conservative. I believe in more. Yeah. So, uh, okay. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to and I'm genuinely, I'm not just saying this. A part of this is just my daytime TV bias or whatever, but I've never... I've never had like a high and glowing opinion of Dr. Oz. No personally. one. Like, I don't feel betrayed by what's going on with him at all. Cause I've always like, 
I don't ever watch a show or nothing, but I was like, yeah, no, he's a fucking snake oil bullshitter, Dude, right? Isn't that what he does? So he's like, like, yeah, there was no part of me that ever was watching the glorified like televangelist with a medical degree who's no better than some sort of like one of those late night QVC predatory like, oh, let's let's pray on these old people and get them to buy these copper bracelets. That's like all of what he is, you know, regardless of the actual medical license he has. But like there never once have I been like, I bet that guy's a well-meaning liberal. You know what I mean? Like he that this none of this surprises me. And it's also just that that crap of like, we're not gonna be canceled. It's what somebody says when they were never in danger of being canceled. And also, by the way, gotta it, tell you, I'm dying to get canceled because right. every single time somebody gets canceled, they get a ten million dollar Netflix special. Yeah, uh, yes, I was I was gonna bring that up too. Especially on their side of the fence, like, dude, I, he was chomping at the bit to be able to claim that they're trying to cancel him. You of know, course. he's so pumped to be, you know, in the in the crosshairs of the woke mob. Like they live for that shit. They do. They act like they're being oppressed by it, but they fucking love it. They eat it up because it gives them something to you know, be about or it's whatever. a victimization thing. Like right. it's a bunch of people sitting there and like seeing the world kind of actually start caring about other people and start caring about like oppressed, you know, minorities and whatnot and thinking to themselves, I need to get me some of that. And the only thing that they can do is be like, I'm being canceled so that they can scratch that victimiz victimization itch. I mean, in my opinion, again, like I've just never once really seen anyone claim to be canceled and it matter even a little bit. And furthermore, usually they get richer. Yeah, that does seem to be how it go. Our next honorable mention, all the uh, thick single ladies out there who for some okay. reason are not lining up to be with Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, uh, yeah? You, let's hear it from the man himself. Yeah. <laughs> are you open to dating? I am I am very opening. So open maybe that's dating. what you want for Christmas. That's what I want for Christmas, A nice yeah. dame. What are you looking for in a woman? Uh, oh, it, yes. Yes. <laughs> Tracks of land? Tracks of land. Yeah. No, what are you looking for in a woman? Uh, you know, some person that just wants to, like, uh, date me for who I am. Um, <laughs> and what I'm looking for in a woman is I like I like a girl with a little bit of butt. Okay. Yeah, for uh, sure. Some waist, big tits. <laughs> big boobs, big boobs. Now, dude, you're you're a guy. Let people get him, mad at that. Yeah, okay, every every like, guy in the like world's a butts, hypocrite. So, you know. He cannot lie. Into a racial issue. No other brother. Kyle Rittenhouse, like correcting himself for having said tits or whatever, is yeah. like, not a thing I had on my late twenty twenty one bingo card. You know what I mean? I know. Like, I, he's I just like, want like, someone waist, who loves big tits. Me. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I don't want to offend anybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Said the noted uh, murderer. Of murderer. Yeah. Yeah. I just want someone who wants me for me, a right. uh, a self-proclaimed vigilante who has uh, uh, fudge stains in my whitey tidies. Like, that's just, I just need someone. Yeah, that's, that. <laughs> I also wonder what's With, the, with some like, butt, by the way. He said, I like a girl with a little butt. Little butt. Uh, I, I wonder what the, like, like, as opposed to what, do you know what I mean? Like, what did, what did, what does any woman think that she's getting into right. with Kyle Rittenhouse? And then does not get that thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like he's probably exactly. pretty much what you would expect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. you know. 
I just want a girl who doesn't care if I open carry at Chili's. You know, right. like I don't know. Yeah, it's, just, it's like yeah, no, they know that about you, dog. Like pretty much, yeah. you're like famous for being someone who open carries at like a Chili's. Yeah, that's right. Also, I gotta I gotta tell you, like I am kind of like I think he's just saying all that to maybe get some more chicks because like I do gotta assume that like he does have some girls lined up for him. Because, like, we've I mean, all yeah. seen them conservative ads with them big-titted blonde ladies shooting machine guns. Like, they exist by the dozen. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's they also, love this guy. There's always stories all the time about every, every like, mass murderer, apparently, right. gets stacks and stacks of love letters in prison. While they're in jail, though. Yeah, right. Oh, do you think that's part of it? Like, if they yeah. weren't in jail, the... They're like, women wouldn't do that. Like, because he's really right there. If I can meet him at the Outback, then no, yeah. maybe not. But yeah. if I can pretend I want to while he's safely behind bars, then let me write yeah. this letter real quick. That's what I'm saying. Like, they let him yeah. off. Like, he's technically not murdery enough for them. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, that's a poor Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> what a sad uh, little bitch. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got Mike Pence for not just getting fucking murdered already. Okay. Uh, because then, you know, <laughs> Donald Trump might not have to continually point out how much of a bitch he is. Is uh, he doing that again? <laughs> yeah, of course he is. Let's yeah. see it right here. And I feel badly yeah. about Mike, had he had the courage to do what Thomas Jefferson did, but a minor version. You know, Thomas Jefferson... Georgia, you know that? He didn't send it back. There was a dispute. Hear ye, hear ye. Right. The great state of Georgia. What did he say that Thomas Jefferson did? Maybe you know. You're from Georgia and you're the, you know, you like history and stuff. He said yeah. he kept Georgia, didn't send it back. I don't know if producer Matt knows uh, that. I, don't I mean, know what Georgia, Georgia was a, uh, uh, we were a uh, penal first, colony, right? Yeah, I was about to say, we were pretty much just a bunch of people who didn't pay their taxes and, and thus had to be like imprisoned or whatever, but. Maybe I don't know that I don't know that part of us, but like, what, what's he? What did Mike Pence do that was so bad? I mean, there's a lot of shit that obviously me and you think Mike Pence did so bad, but what sort of awful thing has he done to Trump this time? Steal the election for him? Oh, Mike oh, Pence right. had to like certify those results or whatever. That's part of the role of the vice president, yeah. and the, the the expectation was that he just wouldn't do that, right? You know, I don't remember the exact like parameters of how it was supposed to work out, but it was something like that. Yeah, that. Uh, and producer Matt says that's what he was claiming that Thomas Jefferson didn't certify Georgia. I don't know what he's talking about though. So yeah, dude, I mean, you know, you know what I'm worried about Trump, but remember that's what people were like. Yeah. People were like wanting to kill Mike Pence yeah, on right. January 6th or whatever. They were like screaming, hang him and stuff. Yeah. Like they that, had right? him like hung in effigy and stuff like that. Well, that's because yeah. he wouldn't do that thing, you know, to assist Trump in stealing the election or whatever. You... That's, that's how he became a villain. As a comedian, are you nervous right now about this whole Bill O'Reilly Trump tour? What do you mean? You think me our people are going to be going there instead, or what? Well, look, no, I'm just saying, man. Like we saw that people weren't filling up these arenas, and when you go back down, it's theaters and comedy clubs. I'm just saying, there's going to be a time in the near future where we get screwed out of a weekend because Bill O'Reilly and Donald Trump are doing nine sold-out shows at the fucking Yuck Yucks because they couldn't, you know, fill the Bridgestone Arena. I feel like you're being optimistic there. I mean, maybe, like, I... They ain't selling tickets, these two, on tour they, together? I gotta you feel didn't like see every dumbass for miles is showing up. Did you not shows. see how they were having to close off the balcony and stuff, and there were, like, huge gaps of people not there? 
Uh, they've no, killed a lot of their fan they base. They did kill a whole lot of their fan base. You're right. Yeah. They did kill them, and that will hurt ticket sales down the road. So, hell. No, I didn't realize that. I'm glad to hear it, though. It's for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Although, yeah, I ain't trying to split a weekend with them or nothing. No, <laughs> That'd be some no. wild shit right there. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Okay, let's see. We're going to check in with a returning dumbass here. She's like a four or five-time dumbass, I believe. It's Jenna Ryan, everybody, the Capitol rioter who flew to D.C. on a private jet and then claimed she would never go to prison on account of she's white and uh, rich and is now going to prison, that lady. Last week, we were talking about how she's looking forward to prison because she thinks she can finally lose that last 20 pounds she's worried about. She's getting on her getting her prison body in shape, she thinks. And this week's update is she's been meeting with prison consultants and reading prison blogs in order to learn prison slang so she's now feeling this, pretty good about her chances cho that was a kevin hart will ferrell movie that's get hard that's the plot of get hard the, uh I, me and mark were talking last week i know you just started secession there's a like minor storyline in the third season of secession where one of those characters kind of Pretty much getting ready for federal prison thing. And it's just wild life imitating art or whatever. But yeah, she was, she, she's saying like, she's learning all these prison words. And I just imagine her going up to some hardened felon in there or whatever. And it's just like, what's up home girls. Where's the Aryan nation. Can I go over there? (laughs) You point me to the Aryan nation corner, (laughs) please. Dude. Hope no one's got any shivs. Heard all about those (laughs) shivs you guys got. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to have some toilet wine and talk about that new sex in the city that just came out. Uh, hey, I know I'm sure that this has been pointed out as, but like when they say things out loud, like, oh, I'm not worried about going to prison because I'm white and rich. Do they not hear themselves and go, oh, oh, yeah, right. That's why a lot of people are mad right now. Is that whole thing? No. Process- that's fuck, like, no, that's they don't. <laughs> but, dude, they have no <laughs> self-awareness whatsoever about it. I mean, half of the things they ever say are, like, baldly hypocritical, and they never have any I, awareness I like of any of you, it. I don't like the term you just used. Oh, baldly. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just, <laughs> it's, it's very, fine. Just, it's, it's just very be creative. Explicitly, explicitly hypocritical. How about that? Thank you. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't mean t- to use the, the. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> you know. We're not a protected group yet, but... But no, she says, you know, she's learning a lot of things. She's learning it's a totally different world in there. But then she said, quote, but since I'm also a life coach, I can Uh, imagine that I'm going (laughs) to... I can imagine I'm going to end up making some pretty genuine connections while I'm in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell T-Roy all about avocado toast and see if if y'all are still buddies. (laughs) You know what I mean? Get the fuck out of here. All right. Let's Is it about- bad to hope that she dies while in prison? I'm asking sincerely. If it's bad, I'm right there with you. We're both, okay, we'll cool. both be bad together, baby. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, certainly wouldn't not hit for me. Um, <laughs> All right, let's talk about the story today here. Talking about these text messages, Cho. Trump's former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, was originally going to cooperate with the January 6th committee, and then Trump, you know, cracked the whip, said, you can't do that shit, and he backed out. Congress, the committee's going to hold him in contempt of Congress. And as part of this process, Liz Cheney read some of the text messages that they already had received from Mark Meadows. Before you go into this, I need to know, it's pretty important for me to know, where are we at on Liz Cheney today? Because I feel, and correct me if I'm wrong, that like it seems like once a week Liz Cheney sort of does some sort of like 
gymnastics and like every now and then it's like oh she's one of the good conservatives and then she'll yes. go fucking right. bananas like her and and Meghan McCain do that shit where everybody's like oh see these are what and then like two days later they're just like brown people fly you know yeah. planes in the building like I don't know so today where's Liz Cheney I mean, yeah, she ain't no hero, you know what I mean? Right. It's like she she is, you know, one of the good ones as far as conservatives go just because she's willing to acknowledge that, like, treason is bad. Right. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, she's still – she ain't conservative enough. That makes her a rhino, so they shitting all over right. her. But, yeah, I'm not going to yeah. be, like, stumping for Liz Cheney or nothing. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so a lot of these texts were from prominent – at least the ones – they've apparently they've got a whole lot more of these texts, obviously, and just a few have come out so far. And a lot of them were from Fox News hosts – who were texting him on January 6th, Laura Ingram. Texting te Meadows? Texting Meadows, telling him to get to Trump and make him do something. Like Laura Ingram texted him, he's destroying his legacy. Brian, <laughs> yeah, 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 Brian yeah. Kilmeade said, please get him on TV. He's destroying everything you have accomplished. Sean Hannity said, can he make a statement, ask people to leave the Capitol? They're all just like begging him to get Trump to do something about this. So it's all these, and also the other prominent uh texter was donald trump jr which oh, i thought guy. was pretty funny like he you know he can't even get a hold of daddy directly you know yeah, what i mean yeah, right. like that's how that's what their relationship's like it wouldn't got... surprise me if he genuinely didn't have his like actual number like <laughs> right. he just it's had like, a side number it's like you like, know no, i can't put just you just get through. me on whatsapp can you snapchat <laughs> me it's fine if it's important i'll have some right well it seems to be something like that because he also was texting meadows and just saying uh you know he has to do something, uh, urging action by the president. We need an Oval Office address, something like that. So, I mean, like, the big takeaway here is, you know, all these people were very aware right. that this was, was not, not a it. good thing that was yeah. happening. Yeah. And they were, like, begging him to do something about it, and he wouldn't. And then later, not just later, ever since then, all of these same people have, of course, been acting like, Really wasn't oh, that big of a deal. Shit. It was, you know, hell, it was Antifa. You know, they right. weren't blaming Antifa in the text messages. But it's just, again, we all know that they're full of shit, obviously. But having sure. it just sort of like actual evidence of it, you know. Uh, the whole thing, I just like, it really puts me in such a melancholy state of mind just because like you, you see it. You see all this now, and then you go, yes, okay, there it goes. It confirms to me that these people, hey, look, the Hannity's of the world, not stupid people. Assholes, right. bad people, not right. stupid people. So not the non-stupid people absolutely know. They're also vaccinated, by the way. They're vaccinated. They know that January 6th was a bad thing. And all their people now can see that, but instead of going like, oh my God, this should change my opinion on this whole deal. They're just going to watch Hannity and all these dudes do the mental gymnastics to, like you said, jump back on the, oh, it wasn't that big of a deal. And then nothing's ever going to come of it. And whatever, there'll be a goddamn Showtime uh, limited series about this bullshit in 20 years. And everybody going, yeah, wouldn't that have been great? And Donald Trump will die at a 96 years old, just lived a fine life. It fucking sucks, man. Yeah, hundred percent. Because I agree with you. It is. I've thought the whole time nothing will ever ultimately come of it because that's just not how shit goes in this country. And it's one of those things we say this all the time, but it's always true. If this was somehow reversed, if the you know like the political 
uh, barometer on this was going in the other direction. That's not a good metaphor, but you know what I mean. If this was somehow it, yeah. some liberal shit or it happened in Obama's presidency or something like that, like, dude, I mean, you know, they still talk about Benghazi, Benghazi. and Hillary's emails and Hunter Biden's laptop and all right. that shit. They never let any of that stuff go. So imagine if it was something on this scale, but yet we'll probably never see any type of ramifications for it from them. It also says to me that, and again, also not surprising, but that these Fox News hosts that they just that they basically outright fear their yeah. primary constituency or their primary fan grace fan base or demographic like they know right it's like listen it's like they all have this tacit agreement behind the curtain that they're like listen we all get it we rile up the rubes and we pay for the yachts right like yeah, that's, right. that's what we do here and we all understand that but like these people are lunatics, right? <laughs> and we're making them more lunaticy. But we ain't never got to face no, you know, repercussions for that. And as long as the yacht checks keep coming, who gives a shit? But they don't want anything to to do with these people, and they don't actually care about or respect them or any of that shit. Of course not. They're just because they know that Antifa an shit is bullshit. Like they know that like the worst thing a liberal is ever going to do to Mitch McConnell is fart in his soup. You know what right. I mean? Like, if Mitch McConnell comes to a restaurant, there's a liberal in the kitchen, they'll fart in his soup, but that'll be about the end of it. But, like, these people are Kyle Rittenhouses. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, dude, I'd be afraid, too, if I was them. Yeah, it's uh, it's disconcerting, to say the least. Producer Matt was saying before the show that he thinks that, um, like, a big part of this play is to try to illustrate to Mark Meadows just because you are now refusing to cooperate doesn't mean that all this stuff isn't going to see the light of day. Like we've got right. access to it already. So you trying to just stay at home and, you know, pull your cards back or whatever is not going to work. Um, I just, I just don't like what right. else could there but be that what? comes out that would even matter. That like would all matter. these stuff, all the stuff right now to me is enough and it, but it's not enough. You know what I'm saying? Like anytime, like I remember like, you know, three years into his presidency, they kept going like, oh, my God, did you see the new thing that came out about Trump? And I'm like, well, I got to tell you, unless it's worse than all the other shit that has come out about him already, which it's probably not, then it's definitely not going to matter because they don't care about that stuff. Right. And it's like, we you know, the DOJ could actually press charges and all this type of shit. And it's like, yeah, I guess hypothetically they could. But the type of the people we're talking about, like that don't ever happen to them. Like uh, they're not going to get. <laughs> High level politicians, they don't get fucking arrested no. or charged no. with things. They don't, and they don't. Nixon leaves they don't on a get, helicopter. Like, kicked out of Congress and shit. No. It's like the only thing that could happen is they get voted out. But again, all this stuff super hits for the people yeah. that vote in their district anyway. So, yeah. like, what is ever supposed to happen? That's, you know? that's like the point. That's like half the point for most of these people you can tell of getting so high in power in politics is that they basically have immunity the rest of their life for any of the other crap that they do. You know what I'm saying? Like that seems yeah. to be what it is. Like, well, if I get high enough on this and I do a tax thing, ah, I'll call in a favor. You know what I mean? Like the Blagojeviches of the world are the exception, not the rule. Yeah. Well, uh, let's move on before we get too fired up on this subject. We do. Oh, I'm sorry. 
We do. No, it's all right. We've got a guest tonight. We're going to get into that anyway. Um, thrilled to have her. Our guest tonight is a 23-year-old self-described Filipina hillbilly Hell from yeah. Pikeville, Kentucky. Maybe it's Pikeville. We'll find out in just a second. But she graduated from U- Lu- the University of Louisville this year with a degree in political science and is now a JD candidate at the University of Kentucky. She is a multi-state Appalachian political organizer, serves on the board of numerous Kentucky nonprofits, is the youngest person in Kentucky Democratic Party leadership, and she also is a musician and writer. Everybody, please welcome to the show, Ariana Velasquez. My goodness. Did I say that right, <laughs> Ariana? Yeah. Ariana Velasquez. Um, uh, Velasquez. I'm cool. a Some bitch couldn't say the word Louisville, but he got that right. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I went to University of Louisville. Yeah, it's a, not a native Pot County name, but, um, you know, my mom's family's related to the McCoys. So, you know, it makes up for it, I guess. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Well, fuck the Hatfields. That's what I've always yeah, said. I've been saying. You know, I, <laughs> uh, thank you for being here. And I guess just to start with, uh, can you kind of just give us sort of an update on how things are going there in Kentucky in the wake? I'm sure everybody knows, but for, there were massive storms of tornadoes uh, rolled through the south, and Kentucky in particular was hit pretty hard. The last I saw, it was upwards of 70 people that had died, maybe more by now. Billions in property damage got uh, pretty bad. So how are things going? Yeah, so um, my presence on this should be some indication of how it is. Um, I'm not from western Kentucky, um, but everyone's pretty much tied up right now. So um, some people asked me to do this. Um, basically, what's going on is um, they're, my cousin's one of them. Uh, fishing people out of the old candle factory. Uh, the new from the news reports, uh, we've seen that they probably were threatened. Yeah, uh, they would be fired if they called in due to inclement weather. Thank God, some people actually did, but a lot of people did not. And so we've just seen this widespread dev- devastation in multiple factories where people were afraid to lose their jobs. So they were killed or seriously injured um so my cousin's a firefighter with Fayette County and they're bringing in firefighters and first responders from all around the state to help with uh the recovery and they're not recovering as many people as they'd like so right now the most important for thing sorry I'm just getting a little choked up uh the most important thing for people to do is to please stay home um I've seen a lot of people pack up and drive there, but really you're just another mouth to feed. Uh, what people need there is to find these legitimate efforts by first responders, by people in the community uh, that are trying to find ways to help people there. Like the tide truck came Um and wash people's clothes. Um, the governor's relief fund, which people can find and donate to pretty easily, uh, has raised over $8 million. That's great. But you taking a camper and driving down there is not going to be very helpful. Um, there are people that are trained to do this sort of work. Give blood. Um, there's a blood shortage right now. Um, I know I'm planning to give blood. Um, I'm doing what I can. I'm in law school finals right now, but um, I've been working on compiling a list with a bunch of the organizations I'm involved with. Um, Luckily, I have a pretty big network, so I've just been trying to get donors 
to the right links, uh, make sure the links are legitimate, make sure that everybody gets what they need. Um, it's not necessarily good to guess at what people need. Um, they're putting out calls for specific items. There's even places where people are making runs to deliver the donated objects um, from uh, official places such as courthouses and fire departments. Um, look for those. Please don't guess at what people need. They might. Uh, please don't pack up uh, 80 gallons of water and drive down there. Then they have to worry about where am I going to store the water. So um, just please bear with everybody. There's not a lot of good internet connection down there. So a lot of my Western Kentucky activist friends are just off the radar. They check in every now and then. But um, we aren't doing too hot right now. And um, we're just seeing the death toll rise. Do you... um? So how how can people really know which places specifically are good to donate to versus the ones that are not? Because that is something that I know that people wonder about when things like this come up. Like, do you have a particular resource or somewhere you could point to people? It's like, you know, this is always good. Start with this, the governor's fund or whatever it may be. Yeah, well, the governor's fund we know is legitimate. Um, that's they're working specifically with all these disaster forces and um, any organization that's uh, you can look up a directory of volunteer organizations. If you want to volunteer, um, there are places that are accepting volunteers and you can go and uh, volunteer and do that sort of thing. Um, just there's already disaster organizations set up to do this sort of thing. A lot of the churches, um, the United Methodist church, um, my church, the Episcopal church, um, has a disaster fund, and they immediately got on the Zoom meeting with uh, the diocese in Western Kentucky and said, what do you all need? How can we help? And so they're using the churches to do that. So churches are generally okay. Salvation Army, um, the Red Cross uh, is doing a ton of blood drives. Um, generally, schools um, are okay. Uh, I know that the family, you uh, the Frisk, the Family Resource Youth Services Center. Sorry, that's a mouthful. They've been doing things too. Um, look at newspapers. Kentucky newspapers have been putting out lists upon lists upon lists um, of legitimate sources to donate to. Um, if the GoFundMe page is set up by a organization you've heard of or is a non registered nonprofit in Kentucky, it's probably cool. Um, but I would hesitate to donate to places that are just somebody out of the blue saying, give me money, I'll go. Um, there's plenty of resources. When in doubt, just donate to uh, Team Kentucky um, through the Governor's Fund. And you can type in your Google search bar, um, WKY, uh, Kentucky Tornado Relief Fund, and find it right there. Um, it's really easy to find legitimate sources. Just please don't um, give some rando money or <laughs> it might be fine. It might not be fine, but I just want well, to make sure people. No, that's a yeah. good lesson for everybody in every situation. <laughs> good call there. Well, don't stuff give some like, rando money. 
unfortunately, things like this do always attract like yeah. opportunists and whatnot. So, I mean, you do have to, you know, watch out for that type of thing. Producer Mattis said, if you, if y'all want to, uh, viewers want to go to weeklyskews.com and contact us through there, he can, he'll uh, provide a list of some resources for you. But I wanted to ask you, I'm from Tennessee, of course, from Georgia. Uh, it's December right now. Like, I know, you know, we get tornadoes. Tornadoes are a thing, but not typically in December, right? Like, that part is pretty wild also. Like, there's some larger implications here, I feel like. Yeah, definitely, I feel like. I mean, just me personally, um, I'm going to say climate change. Sure. (laughs) Um, Doesn't seem to be too crazy of a thing to say (laughs) in response to this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be. Um, and I don't think it's an accident that in Appalachia there's a higher incidence of cancer and also chemicals in the water uh, and so on and so forth. I'm just saying, I know causation and correlation, you know, sometimes, but it, sometimes it is what it is. You know, it's pretty obvious um, what's causing something. Uh, and I think this is definitely, you know, we were warned if we didn't do something, uh, we were going to get extreme weather and well, um, this is extreme weather. <laughs> and how do you feel about, you know, a lot of the politicians around there, uh, in Kentucky, not typically ones for, you know, being in favor of climate change being real, I guess we should say Kentucky Congressman James Comer, has uh, repeatedly denied it, just as one example. And it's one one of these times where you wonder, like, how much more, like, is there any kind of turning point for these particular politicians, you know, like in Kentucky? Is it frustrating to you as a Kentuckian knowing that, you know, a lot of the people in charge are probably not going to take the proper lessons away from this based on history? Yeah, well, sure. And I think it has a lot to do with um, people are still running the same sound bites. You know, coal's going to come back, you know, and so on and so forth. And I feel like there's just this disconnect specifically um, in central Appalachia. Um, we weren't really given anything else. We had all our eggs in one basket. Um, so say, for example, um, up north, whenever whaling uh, was a thing. Uh, people had things to switch to. They uh, switched to factories, um, steel mills, and so on and so forth. Well, we were just told, yeah, everything's fine. Uh, there's so much coal, it won't run out and whatever. And so in the absence of something else, it's kind of like, well, the Republicans are lying to us, but at least they're promising us something. So, I mean, I think also there's a place for Democrats to right. uh, tell the truth, but tell it you can't um, repair overnight that lack of trust in the South, in rural areas, um, mountainous or not, where you've got people with very low levels of like institutional trust. So they aren't going to believe you. Uh, It's the same thing where um, we don't have a problem in some of these counties electing local Democrats, but we have a problem electing Democratic state reps in the same district. (laughs) Um, there's this like distrust of like even like the state party above a certain level, but like people will trust individual people that they know um, right. that they interact with. So, I mean, it's going to take a ground up approach of repairing that trust before people are even going to listen to these authorities 
because it's been so ingrained in us that, um, okay, you just tell us whatever and you lie all the time. Um, so people aren't going to te- believe you that the Green New Deal would be good for Appalachia because it would bring jobs in. People aren't going to tell you that. Uh, people aren't going to believe you when you say that. Right. And another, and so we're having a bit of like a labor moment in America right now. We're talking about Kellogg's earlier as a big John Deere strike, the guys in Alabama and, uh, you know, wrapped up in this story, you mentioned earlier, the workers at the candle factory were reportedly like told they would lose their job if they tried to leave and seek shelter in the face of this impending storm. And there were some other stories about some, uh, Amazon employees who, you know, faced similar circumstances with these storms, people that weren't allowed to have their phones to contact loved ones or to to keep an eye on the weather and things like that, and, you know, ended up being stuck at the facility. And I'm saying it feels like there should be this opportunity to really illustrate to people that uh, these are not your friends you know like they're not on your side these large employers these big corporations uh you know they don't have your best interest at heart and it seems like there should be an opportunity for the democratic party at various levels to uh be on the side of the people that are working as you know what i mean make it clear like we're on your team they are not you know and in, in situations like this but I know that it's difficult, you know, because it's true. That's true in most southern states. And I know you still just kind of don't see it happening, whether the effort isn't there from the Democrats or whatever. But it is it's upsetting because it feels like there are opportunities, you know, that aren't being taken. Yeah. And I feel like with that, I mean, this is just like a microcosm of like the bigger problem with we're losing like these white working class people. Um, And, uh, you know, people will even say things, Um, you know, me being. Uh, multiracial I've seen it from both sides it's real odd uh, people saying uh, me trying to explain white privilege to people and you may not think this is relevant to this but it is people will say well I'm white but I'm not privileged and not meaning you know knowing the meaning of it but like people don't feel like the democratic party takes them seriously all the time so they're not gonna they feel like they're elitist I've seen in a lot of these instances. Of course, and yeah. And sure. so I've seen, you know, whenever you damage somebody's self-worth, they're automatically going to shut off. What the Republicans do is they feed into their, you know, we understand you. Um, and then also there's this weird uh, prosperity gospel element why people are uh, okay with rich people taking advantage of them they're uh, okay with letting the wealthy hoard their riches at the top because they're like well god's blessed them um you know they earn it and right. people have stood there and argue with me and i'm like i don't think that's are we reading the same book here but anyways it's it's all a convoluted problem that the democratic party is going to have to address religiously they're going to have to address it you know at the local level and rebuild their relationship with the uh, white working class and those non-college educated white voters or else um, even when they're trying to help them, they aren't going to believe it because the Republicans have them so under their thumb and they've, they've monopolized the flag and there's this uh, belief that you can't be Christian and you can't be a Democrat 
and you can't be this, like that these things are mutually exclusive until the Democratic Party addresses that. And it's not going to happen overnight. I mean, this is going to be years upon years upon years of uh, there's going to have to be a long game and a short game. We're not going to be able to win back these workers. And, you know, Appalachia used to be such a union stronghold. Well, right. it's sad. Where did that go? Right. You know, I know. Where's the working people? How did we lose that? Absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah, it is definitely going to be a long haul to say the least, but as long as we've got, you know, people like you boots on the ground actually doing the work, I say all that me and Corey, we just say stuff and yeah. we enjoy <laughs> saying stuff, but I got, I, I just got a lot of love and appreciation for people like you who for do sure. stuff. So you make us feel very bad about ourselves and that means you're doing <laughs> but a good very job. good about the future and just, yeah. uh, you know, the people back home knowing you're there doing it so we appreciate you and thank you for coming on the show and like i said one more time like producer matt said we go to weeklyskews.com we'll get some resources posted for you and uh yeah ariana thank you very much thanks for having me i appreciate it yep all the best to y'all back there okay um yeah you know it's uh it is frustrating in a lot of levels, but also just mostly sad. It's one of those things where it's like you see people, people actually affected by it. And a lot of people out there doing, the, I bet like who they're voting for and shit ain't coming up very much. Right. Do you know what I mean? For sure. Like in situations it's a real, like this. There's a real thing going on. Yeah. But like it, it's, it, she mentioned that, you know, Democrats have a real moment here. And I, that's true in the sense of like, honestly, you could kind of stop. You don't even have to go the whole global warming route right now, even though clearly that's sitting there. But the real elephant in the room is that, okay, you don't believe in global warming. Sure. But there's literal in your face evidence. And it is impossible to deny that some of these deaths are the result of bloodthirsty, unchecked capitalism without right. question, without question. That's not a scientist don't have to tell you that that is just text messages from people who were there texting their loved ones that said, I can't leave or they'll fire me, you know, and this is something that Kentucky is very used to people having to choose between feeding their family and their lives. This is the exact same thing that happened when Purdue Pharmaceuticals came in and offered them Oxycontin to help their back out when they were in a coal mine. So, again, yes, global warming, obviously could and should sometimes be at the forefront but right here i don't even think you have to talk about that just look right. at what what actually has happened that you don't have to have uh uh you know someone with a uh with a, a a science kit to figure it out it's just right there right and that's the type I of thing that, like of any anybody i don't care science kit by the way sorry science kit works for me but i don't think that anybody <laughs> on whatever side of the political spectrum when you hear shit about like you got a buddy working in a factory and wasn't able to go home when the fucking tornado was coming and was told he would be fired if he did. And then he stayed there and fucking died. Even if it ain't your buddy, I don't care what, where you're at politically. Yeah, it you, shouldn't you have hear to that be your buddy. Like that's fucking bullshit. Right. Like that should not happen. And it's like, these are, it's just dystopian. The relationship yeah. we have with like workers in this country and not just, uh, from the capitalist also, um, some governmental employees, namely teachers. It is laughable the way that uh, teachers are forced to operate in this country. And if you don't believe it, watch this wonderful opportunity that some South Dakota teachers received at a uh, a hockey game there. Uh, they, this was a contest among South Dakota teachers to get money for schools. 
they're doing. The people only listening. It's teachers on their hands and knees picking Excavating. up dollar bills. Those are singles. That's $5,000 yeah. in singles. They're in the middle of this hockey rink picking up dollar bills and shoving it into their clothes, into their shirts and stuff, explicitly for the purpose of spending on school supplies. It's not just like, anybody here wants to come and get as much money as you can, right. buy more beers with, come on down. Like, right. that's whatever. It was explicitly for teachers to purchase supplies that they're obviously not getting in the first place, and this is what they're doing for it. And it's uh, pretty sorry. What do you think? It's very, it's, it's very sorry, and it's one of those. It's one of the things that I look at so much differently now than I would have. Honestly, even five, six, seven, eight years ago, I don't know because I thought I thought about it the other day in during the SEC championship. All right, <laughs> during the SEC championship at halftime, everyone knows what happens. You come at that they they bring a college two college oh, students yep. out and they Dr Pepper right. sponsors this thing where you throw the football in the hole and whoever wins gets their scholarship. Now when yep. I was younger, Dude. I would look at that and I'd be like, oh cool, right on, whatever. But now with the, with through the lens that I'm looking at it now, it's basically America going, hey, you poor dumb motherfucker. Throw this ball in a hole and then do you can a go fucking to circus trick for us for college. Go out there and oh, do and a circus way, trick and, if you want. And, if you want, and, and hey, and don't worry if you're the one that loses, you can go to Afghanistan. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, dude. I, it's, there's no other way I, to put it than what I just said. I watched that same thing and I thought the same thing. Those contests have been around as long as we can remember. And yeah, when I was a kid, I was I was always like, that's cool. That's cool. They'll give them that shit, you know, or whatever. But now as an adult, I will, every now and then one will pop up. It's like, what's this student make a layup, a free throw, a three-pointer, and a half-court shot in the span of 30 seconds to get their entire tuition paid for? And it's like, that's really cool basketballing that right. the guy did. But it's right. like, it's it insane. fucking insane that... We're having these like, like producer Matt just—it's like Hunger Games, it's like Squid Game, Squid fucking game. shit. Yeah, we're putting people through in this country just to be able to get an education or do their job. That do their job, getting paid to do. You know, they like it's yeah. fucking ridiculous, man, and it's yeah, and sad. <laughs> it's super sad, and like all that, st like so many problems in our country start right here and could be a limp if you just fix this one thing. If you don't worry about any, which you should worry about all the other stuff, but if you don't worry about any of the other stuff and you just fix education, I think you'd be surprised at how much of the other stuff starts getting fixed too, such as, but not limited to, prison. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. like, yeah, man, I mean, you know, my wife's a second grade teacher and like, they, I've never seen her uh, uh, going all uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark on some, on $5,000 in singles, but like, you know, they constantly are just like, yeah, I guess we don't get to do this this year. And the thing is, have enough pencils for everybody unless right. unless Corey goes and buys us some, you know, or whatever. Like, Well, dude, and it, like every parent knows, I mean, maybe not parents with private school kids and shit, but obviously you're paying tuition for that. But if you got kids in public school, they're all like out here in Southern California, they take every year at the beginning there's like a wish list for donations yeah. for the class for the classroom and it's classroom shit and it's like of course we do it and are happy to do it or whatever and you kind of don't even really think about it but it's also like why 
don't they just have the shit that they need it's in unreal. the first but why is it taken for granted that they don't have all the resources they should have when meanwhile we're passing nearly you know new trillion dollar military spending bills or whatever producer matt is a south dakotan and he's pointing out south dakota south dakota is a tax haven for the rich we talked about that on the show recently also south dakota it ranks near the bottom in terms of education spending 50th in the U.S., on, and that's a list that includes Washington, D.C., in average salary for teachers, and the state spends $10,805 per student, which is 38th in the country. Also, uh, the U.S. Department of Education approved a South Dakota plan to use the American Rescue Plan funds for their public schools, right? But South Dakota uh, politicians voted against the relief bill itself. Can't so believe that's, it. So, right, I know. they always. That's the other thing, too. The same thing, you know, because it's big government or whatever the hell. Socialism. But the things that would help address a lot of these problems in a lot of these states are, you know, murdered by the politicians from these states. And it's like, no wonder, you know, you never get nowhere. By the way, while we're talking about this, and this is not me trying to toot my own horn because admittedly, literally all I do is I will retweet it and I have a platform, uh, but I have teachers all the time tweet at me their uh, Amazon wish list for their class. I retweet it, and because uh, me and you have the best fans in the entire world, uh, those lists are often cleared and taken care of. So if you're listening to this show and you're a teacher, uh, the only thing I can really offer you is, I mean, I buy some of the items from time to time too. I don't just always retweet. But if you tweet your Amazon wish list at me, I'll retweet it. And our fans are awesome. And we take care of teachers that way. So at Corey R. Forster on Twitter. Yeah. Get that Twitter plug in there, baby. I like it. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Producer Matt says South Dakota teachers are fighting for a 6% raise right now. And if they manage to get that raise, which obviously very good chance they won't, they will they still won't. be 50th in the country in terms Word? of salary, even after getting that. Yeah, that's what Matt said. Yeah, Matt okay. knows what he talks about, Cho. He's, he's one yeah, of people that no, sure. stuff, Producer Matt. He's a stuff-knowing son of a bitch. Matt, I'm going to start looking mm-hmm. through some comments and whatnot, at least try to. Uh, you know, I've been. Is having, that the only like in the bottom ten? Is that the only state that's not from the South that's in the in the bottom ten? Because I, I, we're always like it's usually Mississippi. No offense to all our Mississippi fans out there. Mississippi just, probably fifty one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama's forty nine. Tennessee's forty eight. Georgia's right. forty fourth. You know, whatever. I mean, yeah, Matt you're right. Said, I mean, I guarantee you, yeah. the bottom, uh, you know, ten or fifteen is just. The South plus like plus the Dakotas. Right. Plus fucking where else is dumb? Arizona probably dumb. You know? Yeah. Oh, I mean like, most just places red are states. dumb. Yeah. Indiana, it's down there. You Super know. dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Ah oh, man. Al, All I'm right. getting bummed out. Yeah, I know. We're good for that <laughs> on this show, buddy. We're <laughs> we're real good for that. World just be that way. You know, dude, it does, man. I've been thinking a lot lately about how, like, we should just like, I don't know, like, if the Earth was a video game, we would be taking it out and blowing on it right now. Absolutely, buddy. Like, we just need a hard reset. It just sucks being alive, and uh, and um, yeah. 
Super Yoda on uh, YouTube says, I saw y'all in Birmingham. That was the first night, time we'd had a night out since the pandemic, and we loved it. Highly recommend folks catch the show if they can. Thank you for that, Thank Super you. Yoda. Sam Martin on YouTube That was says, the first time we had been out of the house in a while, too. For that's that true. That was the first time we had, yeah, <laughs> yeah. in a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, Sam Martin says, we, all, we love Corey. Can we get producer Matt to come on the show at some point? Uh, I trying. doubt it. I'm gonna tell you right now. He's a, listen. He's a he's a shy boy. He's a nice young shy man and a surly uh, fuck. We yeah. love him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, he's just not. He ain't much for the on camera work. But uh, we wouldn't be doing none of this without him. So uh, somebody Craig's lit. Craig's Craig Craigist on YouTube says, "Well, it is South Dakota, so that still yeah, kind of counts." Go. I bet North Dakota ain't worth shit neither, though. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> no i bet you know how them dakotas be just ain't worth a shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> by the way again we can say that because we are from an area that is very often not worth a shit yeah of course right for sure absolutely i Please. mean we made it clear that tennessee and georgia they don't hit either do not hit yeah <laughs> no yeah. Aaron McCullough says, how ready are y'all for this weekend's homecoming shows at Zany's? We're very, Dude. very, very thrilled. Very pumped. So Matter excited. of fact, we're, um, we don't know what'll, what'll happen with this or what we'll end up doing with this. So it's not some huge announcement, but we're uh, filming these shows this weekend at Zany's. So, you know, we're going to be on our absolute P's and Q's. Like, we're really going to be, you know. Pedal to the metal is what I'm saying. And yeah, and because of that, we've been anticipating it for a long time. We always anticipate the Zany shows because they are like homecoming shows. For we sure. Do. We love the club. It's right before Christmas. Everybody's all fucking holiday drunk and stuff. It's a it's gonna it's always a blast. And it will be again this time. Yeah, it kind of makes me want to cry thinking about like I, I when we get through the shows at Zany's, the first thing I think about is next year's shows at Zany's. It is my favorite time of the year, truly. Yeah, uh, Rebecca on YouTube says, hit that button, skewers. Thank you, Rebecca. I'll be down if I didn't forget again. Y'all know, hit all them buttons. Like, subscribe, share, all them all them buttons you can hit. It's so amazing hit how shitty you are at the internet, yet how good <laughs> it seems that you are at the internet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm like the Kramer of the internet. You really, all oh, that's such a perfect <laughs> example. You are the Kramer of the internet. You just bust through doors Bumble like, you want to play golf, Jerry? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> falling bass backwards into stuff yeah yeah it ain't wrong oh it's so funny everybody in the comments is like just saying their state they're like we also don't hit we don't hey, hit either we don't hit either <laughs> yeah. don't forget idaho arkansas yeah. sucks too yeah this is just in america awful yeah. <laughs> yeah that's so fucking funny i love your fans our fans these fans yeah our fans these fans us fans all fans are good <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Somebody, somebody randomly said, we get some trolls. I don't know if this was a troll or if it was somebody being legitimate, but I briefly saw somebody say, most Americans can't name a country that begins with you. And some guy said, Uganda. Uganda. Uh, showed his uh, ass. Yeah. How about yeah. that? <laughs> Uruguay. Uzbekistan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Europe. <laughs> 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 dumbass yeah uh okay oh shit it's six o'clock yeah and judy uh judy damn it where'd you go judy judy kidder browning from facebook says gonna miss the skews over the next couple of weeks yeah so before we go reminder 
And I'm going to set two posts to post automatically in case I'm, you know, too far into the holler. Me and Mark are both going to be in rural America for the next two weeks doing holiday stuff. Parts unknown. Dispatches from the holler, as it were. And uh, we're not going to have internet or probably even cell phone service for most of that time. So this is the last skews of 2021. Mm. Again, I'll try and post reminders, but we will be back. I was on a historic skews. That's right. We will be back January 4th, 2022. Everybody have a fantastic holiday season and as lovely of a end to this godforsaken year as you can muster and uh we'll see y'all on the other side thank you joe i love you trey i love you too baby all right see y'all bye